Hello, listeners and viewers of The Total Podcast with me, your host, Phil Scott. Listen to episodes of The Total Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM, and many other platforms. And also watch selected episodes of The Total Podcast on YouTube. Tell us about the art book for your um, book. Um, so <laughs> I worked with this amazing, amazing um, illustrator named Fatima Hakim. So she is based in India. Well, she just moved to the UK now. Um, and she's, it, it was the, it was like the kindred spirit. Like you didn't know that there was another person living halfway across the world who was you but in a different culture uh-huh. in a different way um she's neurodivergent so she um and um she's talked about it before like she, mental, she has mental health um issues she learns differently so it was a little difficult at first to figure out how do we communicate and i think that was the longest part of the process so um if I'm asking you to draw this, so if I'm asking you, for example, to draw Harper and emotions were one of those things that were difficult for her to draw. Mm-hmm. So if I'm asking you to draw Harper happy, I needed to learn how to communicate in a way that she understood what happy meant. So it actually made me take a step back to be like, so what is happiness? Like, how do you express happiness on your face? What happens to your eyes? Um, how do your like jaw shift? Where does your mouth go? Like very granular things that kind of you take advantage when you think in kind of a typical way, typical with quotes that I had to learn how to communicate. And then she had to learn how to communicate with me. And sometimes it was kind of challenging, but I think the process of going through that together really allowed us to create what the book that's there now and i could not have chosen a better um illustrator as a partner that's awesome especially when you can get those two things copacetic and working together that's Mm -hmm. that's awesome what is the age range um for your readers for the book um sure it's ages five to eight um so that's the age range for the series um (laughs) had a lot of fun uh, just a couple of weeks ago doing a reading where we had our youngest she was maybe two years old um she stayed, <laughs> she, stayed she liked more um we had like crayons and um just stuff that she can color from the book she was a little better with that uh, but five to eight is our sweet spot what is it like for you doing the readings and reading to kids and seeing their expressions and their reactions to what you're reading to them. It's a lot of fun. So the story is about like the joy of being able to see somebody that you love, that you want to be able to live with them, but they're not necessarily there with you, right? So one thing that I find really just heartwarming is being able to ask the kids questions about who are those people that they're like, man, I wish this person lived closer. Oh, man, I wish I could see them every day. 
Um, and to me, that that really gets at the heart of the story when I like can ask the kids to tell me about, okay, so your favorite aunt that you haven't seen in two years because of COVID, you know, what's the first thing that you want to do when she comes over, you know, and then they're painting this picture about, oh, we're going to go swimming or we're going to go to the park and then she's going to get on that swing and I'm going to get on that slide. Like they just get really excited because the story, this is Harper's story, but it's really the story of anybody who's ever been like distance from somebody that they love mm -hmm. you're not you know just because you i like to say that um distance doesn't mean that it distances the love so you still have that person connected to you um so getting the chance to think wow what would it be like if i could see them every day and getting excited to explore that is great that's amazing that's just awesome now, tell me too, Kayla, if you would, what have you learned in terms of just being an author and what advice would you give to a beginning author, people out there just wanting to get into the field of writing, whether it's children's literature or any writing for that matter? Um, so I'm going to give two, two pieces, if that's okay. That's absolutely um, perfect. That's fine. The first one is that you, and it's kind of connected, you have to understand your motivation for writing. Yes. If this is going to be more than a hobby, you have no choice but to learn the business side of writing. Right. Um, so you have to understand marketing and you don't have to start by understanding it, but you have to be willing to learn because the creative side and the business side cannot work independently if you want to make a living out of this so really just being open and willing to learn um the business aspect of writing is something that i think is if you're going to come in and you're like i'm going to make a living you have to be really aware of it and you have to be very intentional if you don't have the business acumen um on the other side as well is um so there are there are tropes and a trope is basically just a kind of story um you know universal tropes like missing somebody is a universal trope everybody can understand what it means to miss somebody um everybody can understand what it means to have your heart broken that's a universal trope so there are all of these things that sell or don't sell and everybody is really writing the same story it's your lived experience, it's your perspective, it's your eyes, it's the way that you shape the words, it's the, it's the specific word that you use, it's the sentence structure that makes that story unique. Right. So I think understanding what your own voice is and really getting comfortable, and that only comes with practice. So the more you're writing, the more your voice starts to come out so that when your readers who are reading you, who are gonna start being long-term readers of yours, they can pick up your book. They don't even have to see that your name is on there. They start hearing your voice. So um, that's another part of it that I think you just have to hone that voice because otherwise you're in a sea of everybody else because we're all telling the same story if we're being honest. Hello, listeners and viewers of The Total Podcast with me, your host, Phil Scott. 
Listen to episodes of the Total Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and many other platforms. And also watch selected episodes of the Total Podcast on YouTube. Did you have any writers growing up that just you you read their books and you're like, wow, I love that. For me, it was Beverly Cleary. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so I was known as the book nerd. (laughs) (laughs) In a book. Um, I'll tell you the most impactful. Um, from an early perspective, I had plenty of writers at different stages in my life that made an impact. But the most impactful in the fifth grade, when I was graduating the fifth grade, Miss Romaine, my fifth grade teacher, gave me a number of books. Um, and one of the books that she gave me was the Diary of Frank. And that was the first time in my life that one, I recognized that your voice you don't have to be an adult to have something that to say right two you can change the world with just a pen like you can write and what you've written can make a difference in this world and just change people's hearts it can change people's minds it can change their perspective it was eye-opening for me that there was such power in the pen i was like I've been keeping a diary since I was, I don't know, seven years old. And now it's a journal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the idea that what I was writing in my diary could make a difference in this world, that was mind boggling to my um, fifth grade self. So yeah, that was the most impactful for me at an earlier age. Yeah, isn't it amazing how things that happen to you, events that happen to you, as a child kind of stay with you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I found that to be true too, um, from events that happened to me, whether I was at home or at mm-hmm. school. I mean, there are certain things that just, just kind of grab you or even a teacher. I, I mean, I've had teachers yeah. that just have their, their lessons to me and just the way they treated me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that stayed with me and that's influenced me as an educator too, just wanting to be, that positive role model that kids don't forget. Like they'll think of you 20 or 30 years later and say, I remember that person. I remember Mr. Scott, he was a good guy. And that's, (laughs) to me, that's always been my goal. And you, you can influence that the opposite way, right? Like there are are kids who are fueled by the teachers who were not the Mr. Scott, who were not the Miss Romaine, who were not the Miss Xavier. Like they, there were kids who were like, I don't ever want that experience repeated for somebody else. Um, and hopefully you don't have to be the person to make somebody feel that way as a way of motive. Because I know some hard, I used to know some hard teachers who were like, I'm, I'm setting you up for the real world. The real world will come enough. Like create that safe space right when the child has it um and allow that to happen so yeah you're absolutely right the the good ones stay with you and the not so good ones stay with you too yeah mm-hmm. that that was perfect um, um fine. oh oh yeah. go ahead no no no, ladies no 
I, I was just actually thinking the idea about how situations can impact kind of your trajectory in life, right? Um, so I probably speak about being Haitian and my Haitian American culture um, now as an adult, as I've grown to understand it and to really like be okay with it. But growing up in Brooklyn in the 90s was not a space that was safe for Haitians. Um, you know, we had a huge march across the Brooklyn Bridge to, to protest. Um, at some point in the early 90s, we weren't allowed to give blood because there was the CDC put out, um, put out a warning that all Haitians have AIDS, so they weren't oh, wow. allowed to donate blood. Wow. So the idea of, and I think that goes back to Harper and the way that we work with kids there will always be a narrative that is put on you. You yeah. don't have to accept that narrative. And I think I did not realize that growing up. Um, and especially whether it's from a social economic standpoint, whether from a culture standpoint, you get to decide what that narrative is for yourself. And I want that you know, if there's no other takeaway from this for, you know, people who write for children, especially you get to help them decide what they internalize and what they say, this is your problem. This is not mine. I'm not taking it on. Wow. Powerful words, Kayla. Powerful words. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I mean, I, mm -hmm. and I, I relate to that so much. Mm -hmm. um, finally, Kayla, before you go, um, where can people find Happy Harper Grandpa Comes Home? Where, where can people pick it up? Um, so everything that you need to know is at happyharperbooks.com. So happy, H-A-P-P-Y, Harper, H-A-R-P-E-R, books.com. Um, and I'm also on the interwebs at Happy Harper Books. Um, uh, you can find me on Instagram mostly when I post um, or Kayla Marie Pierre, writer Kayla Marie Pierre on Instagram. But if you go to happyharperbooks.com, you'll get all that information. And I will make sure to put all of that in the show notes too, as well. Fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Kayla, it has been an honor and a, just a huge pleasure to have you on the podcast today and on the video version of the podcast too. I really <laughs> appreciate it. So Kayla, oh. thank you so, so very much for doing it. I really appreciate it. It's, it's, it's just a blast having you on. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm super excited. I'm so glad that um, Isabel connected us. Yes. Um, she's, been, <laughs> she's been my walking partner um, lately with um, just doing in-person events for the children's books. So I'm really excited. So thank you for having me. And I hope this was helpful um, oh, to your audience. Yes, it will be. You're welcome. And, and, and Kayla's referring to Isabel C. Noboa, who was on the show a few yes, weeks back. Yes, C. Don't forget the yes, C. Yes, C. She, and she made sure to remind me of that, too. Isabel C. Noboa. So, yes, yes. so she, she's an awesome lady. So it was awesome having her on. It was just as awesome having you on as well, too, Kayla. Awesome. Yeah, so thank so you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you again, Kayla. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Phil. Thank You're you, welcome. everybody. <laughs> and so everyone, that was Kayla Marie Pierre. And please pick up her books. Go to her website. She's an awesome author. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And with that, 
that is the end of this episode of the Total Podcast with me, your host, Phil Scott. Everyone stay safe, be careful out there, take care of one another, and we will talk again soon. Hello, listeners and viewers of the Total Podcast with me, your host, Phil Scott. Listen to episodes of the Total Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, and many other platforms. And also watch selected episodes of the Total Podcast on YouTube.